Blog Talk Radio. As it hit Ribeiro in front, I believe, of Vasilevsky. I think Vasilevsky knocked him down because... Here's a shot. Oh, by Vasilevsky there on Mike Ribeiro on the second try after an earlier stop. All right, hockey fans, you're listening to the Cardiac Corner with your latest in breaking news in the NHL and, of course, your team, the Carolina Hurricanes. And we're here with your hosts, Lee Clark and Andrew Sutton. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Cardiac Corner. Uh, my, co- my normal co-host, Andrew Sutton, is not going to be with us today. He's on vacation. Uh, but we have a wonderful guest, uh, co-host of mine in our baseball podcast, The K-Factor, Kevin Stork. How are you doing today, Kevin? I'm doing just great, Lee, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. This is uh, a first time for me to be on the Cardiac Corner, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Definitely, man. It's glad to have you on the show. Uh, let's get right into some news. Uh, we had two big trades in the NHL yesterday, uh, both uh, completed by the Sabres. The first one we'll talk about is the big trade with the Jets. Uh, the Sabres sent the Jets Tyler Myers, Drew Stafford, uh, Joel Armia, Brendan Lemieux, and a uh, their lowest first-round pick in next year's draft and uh, received Vander Kane, who's uh, hurt for the rest of the season, uh, decent defenseman Zach Bogosian, who just really hadn't worked out with Winnipeg, and an unsigned goalie, uh, Jason Kasdorf. Uh, so, you know, you look at Buffalo in this trade and you're like, wow, they really are trying to get Connor McDavid. You know, they sent out some good players in Tyler Myers, uh, Drew Stafford, is going to be a free agent at the end of the season. Joel Maria, I think, is a free agent as well. And giving up a, a first-round draft pick, you know, yeah, they got three in the first round, and I believe it would be the Sharks pick that would be going to um, Winnipeg. But you, you look at that trade, and you're wondering, eh, you know, can they get a better Kane who's going to come back healthy? You know, he's going to miss the rest of the season. Um, he's going to be available at the start of next season, fully healthy. Uh, this is a guy that hasn't played more than 65 games in the past three seasons. Um, but really, I'd say, you know, Winnipeg kind of won this trade, I think. Uh, you know, Vander Kane's been a guy who's always had locker room problems with people. Uh, but Goshen just hasn't really panned out for Winnipeg. And they get some key players, albeit rental players, in Stafford and a good decent defenseman in Myers and a first-round pick in this draft as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, for me uh... – I like both ends of this trade uh, for Winnipeg and Buffalo. Uh, As you know, uh, Buffalo has uh, three first-round picks coming up in the 2015 draft. And uh, obviously this year they're not going anywhere. They have little or no chance to make a playoff spot. And making this move is big. I mean, we have to say uh, as much of a problem that uh, Kane wasn't in Winnipeg, uh, this guy is uh, bleeding with talent. Uh, he just has to do some maturing, and uh, it sounds to me that he's uh, quite happy to get out of Winnipeg and a fresh start in Buffalo, and uh, I think Buffalo uh, did a really good thing. Uh, they've uh, they've really done some big moves. They really want to get uh, try to get McDavid, of course, to add to it. Uh, they gave up a couple of good players, and, of course, they're going to be giving up a draft pick to Winnipeg, but... Uh, I like what Buffalo did here. Uh, it was a bit of a gamble, but they're looking towards the future, and they're also hoping that uh, King gets his act together and is happy playing in Buffalo. Definitely, definitely, it's uh, definitely a gamble here, especially with Kane. You know, 
given his locker room troubles and his health issues, uh, they took another gamble with a trade just about an hour after that the trade with the Jets went through. Uh, they traded goalie Jonas Inroth to Dallas Stars and received Anders, goalie Anders Lindback in a conditional 2016 second, third-round pick. Uh, that trade was very surprising to me. Inroth has been – he's Ron Miller of uh, the Sabres this year. He, you know, he faces a lot of shots, doesn't pick up a lot of wins, uh, not a great goalie, uh, pretty much career back up, but, you know, was forced in starting role with Miller being gone and just never really had consistency in Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo getting back Anders Lindback, a guy who has not played well as of late the past season or two, just hasn't had his game back and form. He was a really young, good goalie uh, in Tampa Bay, and if he can bring that to the Sabres, I think that helps out a lot. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, the, uh, Lindback is another guy that he's got a lot of talent. He's young. He's got lots to learn. And as you know, uh, sometimes the young goalies, they take a few years to mature, and that could be the case for Lindback. Uh, but uh, all, like I said, all in all, I really like what Buffalo has done the last few days. Uh, I think they've really taken a big step forward to their rebuild. And, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're going to be an interesting team to watch, especially if Kane comes through. And, I mean, for of course, for Winnipeg, uh, going back to the Winnipeg deal, uh, Winnipeg is uh, very much into the playoff hunt right now. Uh, they gave up Kane, who wasn't going to be playing again this year, and they ad- ended up adding uh, Tyler Myers and Drew Stafford, uh, and that's only going to help the team. And uh, losing Bogosian, uh, you know, they've already got a pretty deep uh, defense. Uh, they got uh, young Truba in there, and, of course, they got Buff in there. So uh, losing Bogosian wasn't a big deal to them. And, uh, of course, losing Kane wasn't going to help them this year anyway. So, uh, you know, you can, like I said, you're going to like both ends of the deal here. But uh, I really like what Buffalo's doing. They're doing the rebuild the right way, and uh, you have to appreciate that. Definitely, definitely. And the Oilers can learn something from this. Uh, you know, when the Oilers tore down and rebuild, they they didn't do a good job. They focused straight up on offense. That's all they did with their draft picks is draft offense, 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 offense. And that's shown with the Oilers as their defense has been so bad the past couple of years. It doesn't really help no matter how much offense you have. And the Sabres have gone the right way of doing this. Yeah, they, you know, they gave up Miller uh, last year, got some good picks in return, everything, you know, <clears throat> and all through the deals they made with the Miller saga. And they're coming in, they're getting a good play, good young player. And Kane is when he's healthy. He's, he's a great player. Um if he can work out his locker room issues and really get into the team, Buffalo is going to be a team here next two or three years. That's definitely going to be a team to watch down the road. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, like you said with Kane, I mean, he's, he's only 23 years old. He's got lots to learn about being an NHL player. Uh, but uh, a change of dressing room, a change of players around him, uh, uh, it's an opportunity for him to get a fresh start. And, I mean, with Edmonton, uh, yeah, I mean, how many first-round picks have they had over the last 10 years? And uh, what I like to say about it is uh, Edmonton keeps drafting clone players, meaning that they're all the same type of player, like you mentioned. And uh, you can't just go with uh, that much offense and not have any defense. And if Edmonton's smart, they would take some of those assets they have and get some defense. Uh, and there's a lot of teams that would uh, be willing to take uh, an Eberle or a Hopkins or, 
you know, any of those kind of guys. Even uh, Yakupov, who has been disappointing. I mean, he's got a lot of upside to him. And you, they just need to make some tweaker, you know, some tweaks in the lineup. Uh, and Edmonton can fix their problem because they're they got a lot of depth. They have a lot of assets there. They just don't have the right assets. Definitely, definitely. And speaking of rebuilds, uh, there's been some major news come out of Toronto, your team, uh, today that the MLSC has approved the scorch earth rebuild of the Maple Leafs and given Shanahan the go ahead to do what he needs to do. And they, uh, it says they're going to try to do a long term full down, full tear down of the team, uh, sort of like the Sabres did. Uh, they will build through a draft and take anywhere between three to five years to be successful. And uh, more news on that is they just released a little bit a while ago. Um, that it would be that Phil Kessel and Dion Phaneuf are not in the team's plan for the future. Uh, as of now, the management is believed to be targeting Nylander, Morgan Riley, Nazem Kadri, uh, Bernier, Gardner, and JVR as the core to build around. And I think this is a great thing for the Maple Leafs. I think it's a couple of seasons too late. Um, I think they could be right in the mix right now if they did this a couple of years ago, um, especially with that big choke in the playoffs against the Bruins. Um, I, and I think it's great. I, I agree with the reports. I don't think Phil Kessel and Phaneuf, uh should be in the plans for the Maple Leafs. Phaneuf, I can't stand Phaneuf. He's To me, I don't think he's that great of a defenseman. I think he's highly overpaid, um, not what Toronto really needs. And Phil Kessel, yeah, Phil Kessel's a great player. You know, he constantly leads the Maple Leafs in scoring every year. Uh, but look at what you could get for trading a guy like this. You get easily a couple of number one round picks, a decent couple decent prospects, maybe in the second round pick for Kessel, and that that would definitely help build toward the Maple Leafs' future. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I, I mean, this whole uh, situation over the last few years has uh, made me sick to my stomach. I mean, here you got a, a talented uh, guy like Kessel, and uh, for some reason they either couldn't or wouldn't get them uh, get him a, a big uh, stud centerman to feed him the puck and create some space for him. And if they think uh, Bozak and Kadri were the answers to uh, Kessel, they weren't. Uh, right now, for that, it's too late for Kessel in Toronto. Uh, I think he's become tainted goods. I don't even think his heart wants to stay in Toronto, which is unfortunate because he's a super talent. But uh, what's gone on for the last few years since he's been there has really uh, made him stagnant, and I think... Uh, he probably uh, regrets even signing that long-term deal with the Leafs. Uh, with Dion, uh, I have to agree with you there, Lee. Um, I don't think he's a leader. I don't think he's uh, a seven uh, over $7 million player. And if you take a look at all the players in the NHL that are making over $7 million a year, you would probably say Dion would be your last choice out of that list. And, uh, you know, uh, yes, he is a top-four defenseman on any team, but uh, they've asked him to do a role that hes I don't think he's capable of doing. There is no leadership on the Leafs. There's no grit on the Leafs. There's no heart. And uh, from upper management, there has been no direction. Uh, Mr. Nonis, uh, who was uh, put into the role after Burke was fired, uh, he is uh, – you know, because of his uh, inexperience, he's really put the lease in a bad situation with a horrible contract to Dion. Uh, signing Clarkson was a big mistake, especially for the money he is. And uh, 
Yeah, you know, guys like Kessel, Dion, uh, Lupel, Bozak, uh, they they got to go uh, because uh, that is the core of the team. And as much as I like Lupel, uh, I don't like the contract he's got. He's getting uh, quite a bit of money. And uh, when he's playing, he's, uh, you know, he's a decent asset on the team. But uh, we can't uh, be signing guys to over $5 million and only playing 50, 55 games a season. And, I mean, uh, I've been saying it for the last two years now. When he comes back, please trade him. Get something for him while you can. But with Lupul now, with that contract and his injury problems consistent, uh, we're not going to get a whole back, uh, a whole lot back for Lupul. I can tell you that right now. Uh, with with Dion, we should be able to get uh, a couple of prospects or even a, a relatively high draft pick. But again, his contract's going to be hard to move, and uh, we might have to settle with less just to get rid of him. Uh, Kessel, of course, I mean he, he's a you know potential all star, which he is, and uh, he's. Full of talent, but uh, he needs a change now. Uh, I think his uh, welcome in Toronto was done. Uh, he's he's getting a lot of flack from the fans and the media. And uh, you can really can't blame Kessel. I mean, you take a look at the Leaf lineup, and they're, he just doesn't have a lot to go with. And that's just the fact. I mean, uh, the Leafs for the last few years have been uh, putting Band-Aids on gaping wounds and doing patchwork and it's not working, and it hasn't worked, and now it's turned into a disaster in Toronto. So the sooner they get rid of the core of this team and start over and rebuild it right from the ground up, uh, the better. Definitely, definitely. I agree. And one of the major parts of the winter rebound is uh, finding a coach that you want to be the center of the rebound and getting his players in, the players that you know he knows will help the team and that's the big thing with the Maple Leafs right now. They really don't have a coach. You know, they fired Randy Carlisle uh, earlier this season, which I thought was the greatest move um, they ever made. But now you got, I believe, uh, Horacek is the interim coach right now. Um, and you, you, do you see him fully taking over next season? Or what, what path do you see the Maple Leafs going uh, in the head coaching direction? And what would well, you like um, I, I know they're they're looking to get Babcock, and uh, I'm not so confident that's going to happen because I think uh, I, him and his family like it in Detroit. His kids are in school still. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, not that uh, Toronto's very far from Detroit, but I just don't know if Babcock wants to get into a situation with this team. I'm just not really sure. Uh, another rumor that's starting to go around is Sutter in Los Angeles, who uh, – might have worn out his welcome in uh, La La Land, and uh, if they don't make the playoffs this year, that, that could be a, uh, you know, Sutter would be a really good guy for a young team, which the Leafs obviously are. Even after they break it down, they're going to be a young team. Uh, Sutter is uh, wonderful with young kids, so it would be a good mix. Uh, I don't see the current uh, coaching staff being there. Um, as far as Nolas, I don't think he's going to be uh, welcome back next season. Uh, I think uh, Shani's going to take over, uh, I, I believe anyway, which he probably should be doing now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a mess there. I mean, it's just constant uh, problems. But uh, I see uh, a lot of changes have to come right from the front office right down to the ice in Toronto. And like you said, they need to strip it right down. Definitely, definitely. And uh, Pierre Horchek said the other day, um, you know, the team's whole 
uh, excuse our language here, give a shit meter, uh, has to be higher. And it really looks like that. The team looks like they don't really care. I, you know, I've been watching some of the Leafs games here lately, and it's like no effort from the team. It's like they don't care. They're there to get paid. They don't care if they win. They don't care if they lose. And it's really it's really been sad. I mean, you've seen a lot of Leafs fans throwing their jerseys on the ice, which I think is ridiculous to begin with. Why would you want to go pay the money you have to pay to get Maple Leafs tickets to go and throw a $150 jersey on the ice? I don't think it's right. And I would hate to see that happen in Carolina. But something's got to change in Toronto. And either the fans have got to start showing the owners you know, I know there's been a lot of talk and a lot of outrage against the owners and everything, but stop going to the games. That's the biggest way to send a message to an owner. Well, I've got a big problem with MLSC. Let me tell you, Lee, uh, uh, for years now, uh, of course, uh, as everybody knows, the Toronto Maple Leafs are the richest team in the NHL by far. They have the biggest fan base by far. Uh, they put a grade D product on the ice. While the shareholders and the owners are raking in the dough right, left, and center, and uh, you know they're just—they uh, seem to be more concerned about uh, dividend checks than they do the product on the ice, and it's—it's it's really become a sad story in Toronto. And uh, Toronto fans have suffered for 48 years now. Uh, we had a couple of glimmers of hope over the last 48 years back in the. Of course, 93 with the, with the big cup run, and uh, it hasn't, you know, it's been just stagnant ever since. And, of course, the Harold Ballard era for 20, uh, 20 years or so uh, was a complete disaster. But you have to look at this team and you say, this team used to have pride, history, and players wanted to come to Toronto. And now we've got uh, no history, no pride Players don't even want to come to Toronto, and it's really been a, a real sad affair for Leaf fans, and they certainly don't deserve it. And really the only way to get ownership's attention is to boycott the team. I don't believe in throwing jerseys on the ice uh, because, to me, that's a sacrilege to the logo. Uh, I, am, I am dedicated and devoted to the logo of the Maple Leafs, but I certainly ain't uh, devoted or dedicated to MLSE. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Do, do you think uh, MLSE could change change things around? Uh, do you give them a timeline for fans really get fed up and start demanding ownership changes or something like that? Well, I mean, I think uh, getting Shani was a good start, although Shani is inexperienced in this. But you have to give it to him. He knows. He knows hockey. Uh, he's been around the NHL long enough. He's, uh, I mean, he's a smart guy, and you can tell that. And uh, the move that he announced today was uh, long overdue in, in my books. But uh, like I said, the whole organization needs to have a good look at themselves and say, you know, what is going on with this franchise? This used to be uh, one of the proudest teams in the NHL. When Con Smythe built this team, he built a lunch bucket team. He didn't have any superstars on his team. If you look back from you know the nineteen the early nineteen thirties to the nineteen sixties, he had a lot of good players, but he had a lunch bucket crew, and that's what the Leafs were built around. And uh, they they don't have there's no identity on this team. And you're right. I mean they're just going through the motions right now. There's just uh, nobody wants to be there, and it's really sad to see what's going on. But I. 
what has to happen is the fans need to uh, do something other than throw jerseys on the ice, although MLSC is certainly getting that message. Uh, but, uh, you know, you start seeing some empty seats at uh, the ACC, and finally they might do something. But I'm hoping now that uh, Jenny's got the green light to break this team down and start it over again, that MLSC, who traditionally likes to get involved in hockey operations, let Shanny do his thing, gives him some time to do it, and lets him do what he needs to do. Exactly. And uh, talking about attendance, right now <clears throat> Toronto ranks sixth in the league in attendance, averaging uh, just over 19,000, filling up 101.6% of their capacity. And it's crazy to see. You know, people won't change. they Throwing their jerseys, like you said, sacrilege to logo. I totally agree with that. It's it's uncalled for. You got to start boycotting games, and that, that's that's definitely will show ML, MLSC. Uh, that would definitely get a message to them. But it's yeah, not going to well, happen. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing, Lee. You look at the tickets in Toronto, and they far outweigh any other NHL tickets. They're the most expensive tickets in the NHL. And they have the nerve to put that product on the ice for us to have to look at. And that's really sickening. It, it is. It is. And I know what you're, you know, I, me being a Hurricanes fan, we haven't gone through a period like y'all have gone through yet. We've had some rough times here the past 10 years, basically since we won the Cup in 06. And right now we're averaging over, we're next to last in attendance, we're averaging over 12,000. The tickets here. There's sometimes I've been to games where I got I got two tickets for five dollars total pub, and you know just going to and seeing Toronto's the prices of the tickets is it's it's crazy. And and then, like you said, they put that type of game out there. And in Carolina, we've grown to expect that over the past couple of years. It's not going to be that great of hockey on our eyes. But now we've got we've moved in the right direction. We got rid of Jim Rutherford, who was our big problem for us. Uh, brought in Ron Francis. And I think that's something that definitely happened has happened in Toronto. Just a complete facelift in the front office, a complete facelift of the team. That's the only thing that's going to start changing things around in Toronto. Yeah, well, I mean, with Carolina, um, I mean, Rutherford did a really great job be- just before they won the Cup. He really built a pretty decent team in a low-market uh, situation. I, and I, I guess you're a little down on Rutherford, but uh, I thought he did a great job. But I think he, uh, he ran out of... Uh, of things to do in Carolina, and it probably his uh, his tenure uh, was uh, long overdue uh, there. But uh, just like Toronto, I think Carolina needs to break it down. Uh, they've got some assets there. They got a couple of young players that I'm really excited about. I really really like uh, Justin Falk. I think he's going to be something else one day. I wouldn't be going anywhere with him. Uh, with Eric Stahl, there's an asset that they could turn over and get some young prospects and some picks. Uh, they're obviously not going anywhere this year. Uh, Eric Stahl is still, uh, he's not that old. I think, what, he's only 30 or something like that. Uh, they can still yeah. get some peace for Eric Stahl. And, uh, of course, you know, with uh, younger players like Skinner, I mean, he, this guy, this kid was uh, dynamite. I mean, this guy would crash through the wall for you. But uh, he hasn't been the same player after all the concussion issues. You can see it in his game. You can see it in, uh, in his stats. He's just not the same player, and uh, Carolina really banked on him uh, bouncing back, but I just don't think it's going to happen. But, uh, they, like I said, they've got some assets that uh, 
they they should be moving. Uh, they got a lot of guys that are just going through the motions. I think picking up Semin was a big mistake. Uh, Tulsi was uh, okay for a couple of years, but uh, he's getting long in the tooth now, so he can't help them. But uh, I think they should be building this team around Justin Falk because I have really high uh, aspirations for this kid. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I'm a little down on Rutherford. You know, uh, like you said, he was really good. He made some really good moves up to the point till we won the cup in 06. You know, we went to the cup in 02 and won even expected to win a game against the Red Wings in this series and ended up winning one, but still lost the Stanley Cup series in 02. He, you know, kind of broke down the team there in 02 and rebuilt it, and you know, we won the cup in 06. And then he just started making really dumb moves that I really didn't like and didn't appreciate and some of the fans didn't appreciate, you know, the Simmons contract. My God, has that been awful for the Hurricanes this year. He right. scored two – he's got two goals this year, two goals. And, um, you know, we're playing Anaheim tonight. He uh, scored his second goal of the season against Anaheim last week when we played him nine days ago. And, uh, you know, he's got the Marshawn Lynch uh, media system in his head too as well because he does not talk to uh, the media and – Fortunately, we don't have. He doesn't have to get fined uh, in the NHL. You don't have to talk to the media. Um, <clears throat> but and that's the, been the big problem. He, he's got to go. But no one's going to take that awful contract of his. The only thing I see happening is possibly someone wanting to take a shot with him. They're wanting to get one of their high-dollar contract players, and we just do basically a contract for contract swap. And you know, I would like to see that happen with Toronto. Uh, I, I would like to see, you know, Lupul's got a pretty big contract there, and he's not all that healthy. I would say just do straight up trade. Get, we'll take Lupul. Y'all take Simmons. Maybe Simmons can turn it around in Toronto, seeing a new team. Maybe we'll get him to grow up. You know, like you said, we got some really good young players. We got Justin Falk, who is, he's been phenomenal this year uh, for the Hurricanes defense. It's improved so much for the Hurricanes this year. They've got one of the best penalty kills in the league. Um, their power play has been a lot better. Uh, you know, we got a lot of Slane Holmes, a good young center. Um, not putting up a lot of points, um, but not really expected to. But it's uh, coming to his own. He's a great young player. And we got some young players. You know, we got Eric Stahl. There's been a lot of rumors of him going to Toronto, but um, nothing has happened yet. That's been going on for about two seasons. Uh, Skinner is a great young player. Uh, but uh, I recall even saying on the credit corner last season, um, in one of my shows that we should have traded them. Uh, trade them now while you you get a huge return for them. Um, we weren't going anywhere last season either. Get a huge return for them. And, you know, they banked on him coming back, and he hasn't came back. And like you said, you can see it in this game. He doesn't like to go through the middle anymore. Anytime someone comes close to him to hit him, he flinches. You know, he, he gets scared. And, you know, he's not a big guy. And, and I think a lot of his game is mental right now. And I wouldn't mind seeing Peter scratch him a couple games, see you know, see if I can get his head straight and get him back going. Um, of course, I didn't work with Simmons. Simmons has been scratched about 12 times this year, and he's really never picked it up. Um, Ward, you know, still got that huge contract with Ward. Ward's played amazing this year. He's actually putting up career numbers this year for the Hurricanes um, compared to all his other years. Um, and it's been real good. Kadobin's been real good as well. So we've got some pieces. You know, you know you're still talking about Ward. Ward has no trade clause. Um, for what I've been hearing, Ward is not interested in waiving his no trade clause unless he's going to an actual Stanley Cup contender. Um, and I don't really see that happening with all the teams in the playoffs right now. Um, they're all pretty set with goalies. But, there, you know, there's got to be a lot of changes here in Carolina as well. And we're going that way. We have a 
I, I really like Francis. Uh, some of the moves he's made, I questioned this year trading away Harrison. I really questioned that earlier this season uh, to Winnipeg for a six-round pick. I thought we got shafted in that trade. Um, but that was something we, we needed to do, shed some salary. Um, I, of course, I would have seen a different player go, but because I like Kainsey and we got a lot of problems in Carolina, but uh, we're going towards the right way. Peters has got a good system. Um, you know, we got the Ducks tonight, Ward's in net tonight for the Canes. Uh, Gibson will be in net for the Ducks tonight, and the Hurricanes have had problems all season going up against backup goalies. Uh, but we'll have to uh, tonight to pull off a victory or uh, see where we go after tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean uh... – I really like Ron Francis. Uh, he, he's another guy who's just a smart hockey guy. And the thing with Francis is he absolutely loves Carolina. Uh, that's where his heart is, and that's what kind of GM you want. A guy that wants to be there. He loves the team. Uh, he loves the fans. And uh, he's, uh, of course, well-known in Carolina. Uh, and, I, I mean, like uh, we were going back to Eric Stahl, I mean, the Maple Leafs, that's what they were lacking, an Eric Stahl-type center to play with Phil Kessel, and they just couldn't get him. Yeah, the rumors were going around, uh, but they just couldn't make a deal, and that's exactly what Toronto needed. They need a stud center, uh, but, of course, now they need more than that. But, uh, you know, if they would have got Stahl last year, uh, they probably wouldn't be going through the situation they are right now because uh, one of Toronto's uh, weakest positions is that center, and uh, as you know, any contending team has are strong up the middle, and the Leafs are probably one of the worst up the middle. But, uh, yeah, I mean, going back to Skinner and everything, uh, like I said, I mean, this, this kid, uh, when before he got hurt, he was going through the wall. He was skating and uh, just making plays and wanting to be involved in every play. And he's, he's timid now, and I don't know if that will ever come back. Uh, it's really hard to say, and it's a shame because this kid, is he's got a lot of talent. I mean, let's face it, he's got a lot of talent. And I, I also like uh, Lindholm. Uh, I know uh, he's got some work to do himself, but I, I like him as a hockey player, and I think he's going to have a, a good career. Uh, and, I mean, you got little spark plugs like Gerbe. I mean, he's really small. But this guy will is another guy that will go through the wall for you. And... Uh, I don't think Carolina is is that far away from uh, getting back on the horse again because I think uh, they've left, they've left the team in good hands with Francis and I really think he's going to turn them around. Definitely, definitely, not. and he I think he picked a really good coach to help us do that. Peter's system has worked very well in Carolina this year. We've had some tough stretches, you know, going the whole month of October without winning the game, and then we were absolutely phenomenal. Uh, really good the start of November, get back in December. I think we finished with a winning record in November, a couple games over 500. In fact, in November, then go into December and only win like three games all month of December, then come out in January, play great January, and now we're back into not playing that well in February. We've been a very streaky team, and a lot of that has to do with injuries. Yeah. We've just lost defense in Ryan Murphy out for a month. Uh, fortunately, he will not need surgery on an injured knee. Um, it looks like he'll be back in about four weeks, four to five weeks. They're saying he's about out probably a month. 
um, and injuries has been bad for us. Sh- uh, Sasha, Alexander Simmons, not producing at all. This season has really hurt a lot. Yuri Chalewski, uh free agent at the end of this season, um, still uh, negotiating a contract extension with the Hurricanes. Hurricanes said they would really like to keep him. I'd say go ahead and let him go. Um, I don't think he's a part of our future. Uh, you know, he, he had that great year during the lockout with Stahl and uh, Simmons, but, you know, they never really seemed to regain that form. And now we have <clears throat> Eric uh, man in the wing with Jordan, with Jordan, his brother, and that's something interesting to see. Uh, and it's been working really well. Our Kelly kill has been phenomenal this year. Our power plays in the middle of the league, but it's a lot better than it was last year. And so we we got pieces in place, and I think we're a really good team, and we can contend. It's just getting the third and fourth line to start producing all season, staying healthy, and stop going through so many droughts of you know not performing very well in certain months and then performing great in other months. And you know when you do that in the NHL, you, you can't really rebound from that, and that's really hurt the Hurricanes. No, absolutely. I mean, with Tulsi, like I said, he's he's a little long in the tooth. Uh, uh, I think his better days are behind him. He didn't, you know. He never was a top-notch player, but, uh, I mean, he did have a year or two there where he had uh, decent stats. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, this this uh, with Semin, I mean, hey, I'll tell you what about Semin. We all know that he's got a bad attitude. Uh, he's, a, he's a very uh, selfish player. And if this guy can't play with Ovechkin on the same line and get up for the games, He's not going to get up for anybody. So, I mean, yeah, he's got to go. His contract is stifling. Uh, He certainly, I'm sure, isn't helping in the locker room. Uh, He's just one of those guys that the Canes just have to uh, let loose. Definitely, definitely. And we broke some news on our Facebook page, Cardiac Corner. Definitely go check that out and give it a like, all you fans out there. And, catch up on all your news. Uh, we broke some news earlier today that the contract talks between Andre Secker or Sekera, whatever he wants to go by this week, he changes it every two weeks. Um, he The contract talks have broken down between him and the Hurricanes. Um, he was wanting a multi-year deal in the range of 55 to $6 million a year, which I believe he's worth, uh, but the Canes have decided that it's too rich for their blood, and they have put him on the trading block. And it uh, looks like he's going to be going sooner rather than later um, he's going to be a rental player for the rest of the season for whatever team he goes to uh, with the hopes of possibly signing them. And I think he will get uh, the way defenseman contracts have been, especially last season, he'll easily get the five and a half, six million a year that he wants. Uh, he's a good player. Uh, I really wish the Hurricanes could keep him. He's been really solid with uh, Justin Falk. And I really could see, you know, that line pairing really uh, going well in the future. Uh, you know, having an older guy in Sekera can mentor Falk, and he's been mentoring Falk very well this year, and they've been one of the best defensive pairings we've had all season. Uh, but he's just asking for too much money. The Hurricanes are going, now are getting to a point where they're very hesitant on uh, large money contracts, and uh, I think this is going to turn around to bite them, though. I really think they should keep Sekera. I think he's an integral, integral play, uh, piece of our defense, and it's going to, uh, a lot of fans are going to hate to see him go. Yeah, well, I mean, I like Sakara too. Uh, he's uh, obviously he he is worth the money. I think uh, he's uh, he's already proven that he's uh, he's a legitimate uh, legitimate uh, top four for sure. And uh, like you said, they might just move him uh, as a rental player and uh, hope to sign him again uh, after the season's over. But uh, uh, you know, the the biggest uh, bright spot that Carolina Hurricanes have. 
and that's Justin Falk, and I think that's the guy they need to build around because I just I have such high uh, hopes for this guy. I think he's going to be uh, a superstar defenseman in this uh, in this league soon. Definitely, definitely. I think he will be. Uh, but that's all the time we have today. It's been great having you on, Kevin. Well, we'd love to have you uh, back on the show someday. Oh, absolutely. You just invite me, and I'll be there with uh, bells on. Awesome, man. Sounds good. And uh, have a good day. Thank you, man.